Welcome back to episode four of Show and Tell. This is my small tribute to members of the magic community uh, and their unique paths to content creation. Uh, and as always, just trying to help build what I would like to think is a better community. Today, I am thrilled to be joined by the artist, TikToker, new popper advocate, uh, Tori of the Vast. Tori, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Fun fact, uh, her last name really is of the vast. It just happened to match a magic card. Like, talk about uh, serendipity. Like, you were almost destined to be a magic player. It is. It's actually on my passport, too. So, oh, you know, for those who don't believe me, I'll show you. <laughs> awesome. So, Tori, um, you know, talking kind of before, you are relatively new to the magic world. Um, I think you... Yeah said you really only started playing about like last year like 2021 um yeah i actually started playing magic in january of 2021 well so what got Super you interested new. in what yes yeah, let me tell you some people like i mean, i've been playing since junior high and like these people come in and like oh, yeah okay, so. i started late to the game what got you interested um, in playing the game so i actually got into magic because of um my friend mark who uh, is best friends with one of my exes. And they started playing Magic together because they played as kids. Uh, they got together and each got each other Magic cards for Christmas as like a joke. Oh. Uh, they got the new Commander set and decided they were going to play it. Um, so I decided I also wanted to be involved. I was like, this sounds kind of fun. Maybe I'll get a deck. So I bought some like Mutate Precon. And uh -huh. once I learned the mechanics of it, I decided to make my own Commander deck. And when I went to Nova Games, um, shout out to Nova Games and Brick, I talked to people at the counter and they asked me what I was looking for in a deck, what I liked, and I told them, well, I don't really know anything about magic too much outside of what I've been exposed to, but I'm a big fan of dragons. So they showed me Kalia and I was like, this frown's pretty sweet. And they're like, yeah, you know, it's got a whole bunch of stuff in it that you'll like if you build it the right way. So I did. And, uh, that's what got me hooked is playing commander with my friends, especially like I found out a bunch of people that I do played magic. I didn't even know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So commander was kind of like my foot in the door. So it was very cool. I think more and more people are finding commander the entry point into magic, which is funny because a lot of people will say, don't learn to play magic through commander. I think because of like the level of complexity you get with multiplayer. I'm not sure how true that is these days. I think just because there's so many players out there, it's almost worth it just to kind of jump into Commander, you know, pay your dues, learning. But once you kind of like, if you can master, or if you can figure out Commander, you can you can figure out Magic. Like you're gonna you're gonna kind of get a better understanding from the get go. I think. I had a lot of people ask me about that. Actually, they asked me how learning Magic through Commander was, considering it is very complex because you know, um, there's a hundred cards and they're all different except for the lands so you know it's definitely a lot more to learn as opposed to a 60 card deck uh but i did find the advantage of learning off of commander was i learned about so many sets so i learned about a lot of the old cards a lot of the new cards um i got exposed to a lot of the artwork which was nice because there was so much you know variety in all the different decks um and there's also a lot of mechanics i learned through yeah. playing with a bunch of cards because obviously certain mechanics are only relevant in certain sets but when you get to blend them into an entire deck you definitely pick up on mechanics faster i think yeah for sure. um so it was actually a lot easier for me to transition into a constructed format having known you know like what all these different types of mechanics on the cards mean so yeah. i think it was kind of an advantage yeah i yeah for sure i mean um, the the amount of like synergies and kind of like ways you can build your deck. I know that's what kind of drew me into Commander was like, oh, I like knights a lot, so I'm gonna make, make a knights tribal deck. And really big on tribal, actually. Now that I think about it, most of my decks are like vampire tribal or knights tribal, which it's not the most original way to go, but like it's cool. Like I get to buy a bunch of cards and put them together. And uh, I like your thought. You made a comment about like the art, like learning the art. Uh, mm -hmm. I think that's kind of a really underrated aspect of Magic is there's like a lot of really cool fantasy art on the cards, which I think actually I heard somewhere that I think magic makes up like 80 or 85% of like the fantasy art market, like in total, like totality, they buy that much 
chunk of like the fantasy art market, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, one kind of card game dominating one area of art <laughs> like in the world. So. It is. There's a huge art market for it too. Like aside from people just buying cards, like yeah. I'm in some Facebook groups where people trade like original drawings or concept art by the artists. And it's, it's pretty big. It's wild. Yeah. And you started with the mutate deck. Mutate, gosh, of things to start with, I think mutate is one of those weird things that even now it's like people are like, oh, like, how does that work? Or like, what, how does this interaction kind of work or this or that? It's, it's pretty intense. When I tell you I played it wrong <laughs> for like a month, I had, to, I thought you had to pay like the card CMC cost and the mutate cost to mutate it after. That's I didn't know you could like play it for just the cost. So I was like, this deck is impossible. <laughs> I don't understand. I was so upset. And then I realized <laughs> I was playing it wrong and I was like, oh. Okay. That's funny. I mean, I played Magic. I started playing during the Urza block. Granted, I don't even, I don't know. At some point, like, my friend in college taught me how to use this, how the stack worked. And I was like, oh, well, this, this is cool. Like, this makes the game a lot more interesting. But before, my friends and I would do stuff like, if you put, like, something on a creature that was whatever, like, oh, well, I just sacrificed this creature. Like, I don't want to, you know, this bad effect. But it's like, oh, no, you can't. You can't do that. I always joke, like, I went to college. Like, I learned how to really play Magic. Then I came home. Mm-hmm. And all my, like, my local friends, like, I was like, let me teach you, my children, how you play Magic the real way. <laughs> um, did you play any other card games before Magic? Or was this kind of your first uh, foray into tabletop card gaming? Um, I played Pokemon a little bit, but, like, just casually with my friends, never, like, in a competitive scene or, like, actually yeah. going to a game store to play it. So Magic's definitely, like, my first uh, TCG that I'm actually, like, playing, yeah. like, seriously playing. Um, and then within the past, like, three months, I want to say? No, it's only April. Wow. Uh, the past oh, wow. two months, <laughs> I've actually, like, started going to... Um, you know, I went to more Friday Night Magics. I went to the SCG in Philly to attempt to play the 10K. <laughs> um, I played at a 1K a couple weeks ago. So now I'm trying to just, like, get myself out there. Well, that's good. Yeah, I, I've i been to one Friday Night Magic. Long. It was actually when the first Ravnica uh, set was released, just Ravnica. And I was like, I've never drafted before. It was a draft, you know, I never drafted. I don't like limited, not my thing. I got destroyed by like <laughs> a bunch of people who are just, you know, probably like five or six or seven years younger than me. And I was just like, I had a friend in college who, who drafted all the time. He's like, I think at the time the, the, the um, strategy was like, you know, bread, you know, bombs, removal. Uh, I forgot the E <laughs> and the A and the D. I don't know. I just remember bombs. Oh, evasion, evasion. Um, I don't remember the A or the D. I don't know. So like, I was like, okay, I have I have a strategy, and I just I pulled these cards, and I was just like, ooh, this is the rare. I'll take the rare. Ooh, this one looks good. And it was just this deck doesn't make any sense at all. I tried it once. I was I was my deck was trash. Yeah. And when I built it, I was like so proud of myself. I was like, this is gonna slap. I made <laughs> humans and werewolves. Like it's gonna be sick. It's like red green. Like I got so many creatures in it. And like the entire night, I was just like. <gasps> this is so bad and then i wound up getting matched up like the third round with my friend and he's like i haven't won a game since and i was like are you on red green he's like yes i was like we built the same shitty deck let's go and i was like one of us has to win that's funny yeah i feel like competitive stuff like for me i i get too paranoid about like the rules of competitiveness like if i don't if i sideboard wrong or like what if i do this or like there's the time frame stuff you know i'm just like eh, I, I don't know i just I get too I get too anxious about things, but there's definitely like the cool yeah. thing about magic is there's the casual aspect and there's a the competitive aspect, um, which uh, speaking of the competitive aspect, I know you have kind of been transitioning a little bit from commander to some more competitive formats. I know you've been playing modern, right? And uh, as I kind of mentioned earlier, you've kind of jumped into popper, which is a pretty pretty fun little uh, format. So like, what what first of all, what got you to modern? And then what about Popper has kind of like has, has taken your attention over there as well? Um, so I got into Modern because um, some of my friends were playing and they told me that I should try it out, that I would really like it. Um, so a couple of my buddies uh, proxied me a deck. Uh, my friend Connor actually proxied me a deck and told me to come to the store, uh, try it out, see if I like it. You know, um, I did. I went and played a couple games with him and I was like, oh, this is really fun. Like it was the uh, Boros Burn deck that I'm actually on now. Um, so playing with him was really cool, and he also 
started um, inviting me out to Popper Night, um, which I started playing a couple months ago. I have like a little slivers deck, but now that I've been playing it more often, I actually just put together a nice Rakdos deck. It just mm -hmm. got finished today. Nice. Um, so yeah, at the store or my local game store, they've been trying to do like more of a popper scene and set up uh, our Friday Night Magics are all popper, trying to set up some tournaments. And I just personally think it's the best format. I love it. Uh, one, because it's unique. Like you yeah. see a lot of cards that you don't normally see because they're commons. Um, the decks are super affordable which we love. We yes, love that. Yes. Uh, modern is a little pricey. That's the only thing holding me back from really going very deep in modern right now is, you know, a good deck can cost you quite the pretty penny. So yeah. I've been just holding off. But with Popper, like I just built my deck for $39, yeah, which for magic <laughs> is pretty insane considering I have like, you know, dual lands and Kalia. And I'm like, wow, I could have made like the entire meta of Popper with that one dual land. Uh, so I definitely encourage everyone to try that, um, especially if you're looking to get into a, you know, competitive uh, or a constructed format because it is so cheap and it's accessible to anybody. But yeah, that's definitely been my jam lately is uh, Popper. Yeah, I think so. Popper is cool because I think one of the biggest, I don't know, problems is like a lot of times with magic cards, is like the mana bases, like especially when you mm -hmm. kind of get into some more eternal or older forms like modern or even, or even commander is like, like the, the lands like you kind of you kind of need them a lot of times where they can get you know oh yeah i have you know i for how long for as many magic cards as i have and how long i've how much money i've spent playing magic cards and like whatever like i own zero dual lands because i cannot justify to myself like that level of investment maybe one day but yeah it's just like i can see a format like popper because sometimes you know obviously when you have a format where you're limited to, you know, is it uh, uncommons and commons or is it just commons? I can't remember. It's uh, just commons. Just commons. So, like, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, restrictions build innovation, which is always pretty cool. So, like, and when you have a format where, like, I feel like it's a lot more uh, even playing field in a lot of ways. And you're going to get really, you can talk about being uh, a, a competitive format. I think, like, your skill level really kind of shines in, the, in that kind of situation where it's just like, oh, I play, you know, I have, I have all the dual lands or whatever and, like, you don't so i'm gonna i'm gonna win sort of thing which yes it's probably another conversation we'll get into later when we start talking about proxies because <laughs> i uh i know that's kind of a big thing i think you do the too, p so word the p yeah. word i know right it's blacklist me from from I don't know, who knows there's so much proxy drama lately or always i guess but always yes always um but uh yeah you know it's cool and like i can imagine we you know we were kind of talking before this how uh, yeah, Commander's cool. Commander's a fun casual format, and there is a competitive format, but, you know, there's, like, Modern and Popper, you can be competitive in a way that you kind of can't with Commander. Um, especially, like, if you don't want to go full, I guess, CEDH, with just, like, Commander, it's like, if you are playing to win, that could almost be looked at as, like, kind of like a, I don't want to say a bad thing, but, like, people might be like, oh, well, you know, we're just trying to have fun or whatever, and I don't know. I have, I have weird opinions, like... I I don't think Commander and CEDH being two separate things is like should be a thing. I think that's kind of a weird to have like the same format but not. But that's you know that's probably a conversation for a different day. But um, how have you found the competitive aspects of like modern and popper? Um, and like, how d do you find that's almost like a different sort of joy you get out than like maybe playing Commander or even more more fun or just you know is it different? Or um, it's definitely different. It's definitely. Um I don't want to say it's more fun mm -hmm. to play modern yeah. because, you know, it, it's fun when you win. It's uh, yeah, it's well, not it's... as fun when you lose. Yes. But I think that's the difference with like with modern and commander. Was like when I play commander, I don't really care if I lose. I'm just hanging out with my friends half yeah. the time. If it's if it's in person, we're like ordering DoorDash and laughing and just like saying stupid shit to each other. And whoever wins wins. Yeah. But like when you when I'm going to like play constructed formats or 1v1 like the point of the game is to win that's yes. why i'm playing it you know <laughs> so it's definitely like it's still fun I'm, i wouldn't play if i wasn't having fun but there's a little more pressure to do better yeah. and i don't think it's a pressure in like a bad way where it's like i have to be the best or else i'm the worst it's like yeah. i want to get better because it's like a skill you know mm -hmm. it's like i want to get smarter at this and think outside the box and it's like a personal growth when i feel like i play those kinds of formats like 
it's more challenging. Yeah. I think. Uh, whereas commander like could be challenging, but I'm, I don't feel that pressure to like really be like, Oh shit, I have to do something right now or I'm going to be dead this turn. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, yeah. I still love playing commander with my friends. Um, I remember I was mentioning to you that, uh, I definitely want to start streaming constructed more only because I feel like it is something I don't see as much of, um, in person on spell table. That's yeah. why I've been trying to play like modern and popper on spell table. Cause it's cool yeah. to still play paper, but you know, with people from all over. Um, I definitely think that everybody should try it because I feel like it also just gives you different aspects on things in magic as well. Yeah. That's good. Do you think you're uh, would you say you're a competitive person? I think I'm competitive, but I also am realistic. Okay. Like I signed up for the 10K in Philly and it was my first time actually playing like in person modern. Cause before that oh, I've yeah. only played on spell table. Yeah. And I was like, I know I'm gonna do horrible. Like <laughs> I was like, I told everybody, they were like, good luck, you're gonna do great. I was like, I'm not. I was like, but that's okay. So the whole point of me going to that was, um, if I'm going to get my feet wet, I might as well just jump in the whole fucking pool yeah. and see how it is. Definitely. Uh, yeah. But I don't think I'm, like, hyper competitive. I just kind of, like, especially, like, I feel like it's weird to be super competitive playing if, if, if you are one of those people who gets, like, your emotions get to where you treat people differently. Oh, yeah. No, that's You definitely got to separate, like, the... It's okay, I think, to get frustrated in competitive formats. But yes. You can't let that like affect other people or like you gotta you gotta maintain a a, a balance, especially with your attitude or like. Yeah, um, and you don't want it to ruin your time. Like there was times where like I've played and I've grossly misplayed and like literally knew I was like, oh my god, I just killed myself. I'm gonna <laughs> lose this match. This sucks. But like, I would never try to act in a way where it takes away from the other person's win. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um. So I try to like make sure I don't ever reflect like that when I lose. Yeah, um, it's, but it's, I'm sure as I get better, I'll be more competitive. Right now, I know I'm like I'm not good enough to be that competitive <laughs> yet. That's funny. I joke that I'm competitive and unrealistic, which comes from <laughs> years of playing organized sports, like youth sports, and being raised in like a sports household. Like I play. Well, I say play. I drag my butt to the basketball courts and play pickup basketball all the time. And I'm always like, I don't care who I'm going to play. Like, we could, you know, just just go out and be tough. Like, we could win. And I lose a lot. And I get frustrated. But it's like, or, and so, but like, you know, it's fun. Like, you, a lot of times you play games to win. You know, I, it, it's, you want to see people kind of giving effort. And, um, yeah. I even remember when Arena first launched, it was kind of like, oh, like, you can play online. And there's, you know, back when, know the world will, kno will know your name that was kind of like the big the big thing and i remember like <laughs> i told my wife at the, my wife i was like you know i'm gonna i think i might try to like really push at this thing like i because i i was like of my 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 friends i was like the mat the good magic player of my friends but you know we played probably wrong and we played like whatever magic so then like actually playing like oh you know i'm gonna play standard and whatever and i was just like oh i'm not i'm not that good at this like <laughs> this is not this is not something really for me that i'm gonna put too much effort in but um i don't think oh yeah it. once i sat down at that table i was like what did i do what did i do what did i do i was <laughs> like oh no and sometimes i'll like i'll play i'll watch streamers and stuff and i'll see like interactions and you know triggers and i think to myself man if i was doing this in paper i would be so confused about what's going on like arena has kind of it's been a blessing and a curse because, like, I don't think half the, the competitive decks I'd be able to, to pilot because there's just so much going on. Oh, absolutely. I also feel like I have to, like, get over being kind of shy because I always, like, forget to do things on people's end steps because I feel too nervous to speak because oh. they'll be, like, talking and I'll just be, like, in response. <laughs> on your head step because i'm like scared i'm like oh my god let's start just being like no in response i'm gonna do this thing but instead i'm like okay <laughs> yeah it's t yeah, i've i yeah i can only i've only played one game over spell table because like i was super nervous about like jumping in with random people or whatever i luckily got to play with some some people i knew and it was fun but even then i was just like the whole time i was just like okay don't say anything dumb like don't 
overstep like oh what am i what are my hands like what am i doing like what am i saying like, can um, can you hear me am i talking out loud or am i just thinking this like what is going on <laughs> so um too funny that's literally the most magic i've ever talked on this show i usually don't get too deep into it because i don't know it's that's I, that's that's cool here like i i I encourage Popper. I think I actually have a Popper deck. I have a Popper Elves deck I made. Oh, let's go. Yeah, so I think it we was... We love to see it. Yeah, it's it's probably a little outdated. Well, I don't know if there's been any... I'll have to check it out, but I do have a Popper Elves deck, so if I if we ever end up at a, at a same... Uh, I don't even know what you call them. Sh- con or show or whatever. We'll, we'll definitely I'll definitely join you at a Popper table after some Commander or something, because I'm just down oh, to yeah. play. It's, it's always fun, so... Um, so, slight transition, but... Um, I think you kind of really burst on the scene, uh, well, a few ways, but I think a lot of people I know because of your kind of TikTok fame, like that's kind of been your, uh, I guess your biggest, your biggest medium. I, I try to remember um, if that's where I saw you first, or I think I saw a lot of your proxies, which again we'll, we'll get to. But um, I wanted to kind of talk about TikTok a little bit, a little bit because sure. um, a you've had some success on TikTok, I must say. Um, pretty impressive numbers. Uh, Thanks. What do you think about TikTok? Like TikTok to me is interesting as as a as a, <laughs> as a medium. It's weird. It's I didn't get it. I still I will I, I technically don't still get it because the way I use it is not right, which is funny. There, you can't really have a how do you have a wrong way of using a a, a, a social social media? media? But yeah. I, I I definitely use it wrong. But that's okay. Um, but like what it, what has been your experience with TikTok? Like what I know you. Um, We'll shout out. Uh, we'll shout out the Snapcast because I know you talked a lot about c- some of your TikTok. Uh, TikTok, God, that's hard to say really fast. TikTok <laughs> success over there, but you know, why why don't you you know for my own sake, like wh- wh- what got you to TikTok and like what really kind of launched you out and like what do you think of it as a platform? Um, so I got into TikTok because I was just somebody on there watching, you know, watching and doom scrolling every day. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yes, and one day I remember I was frustrated because I was trying to buy cards for my Kalia deck and I was like still new to magic. So I was like, oh, I need to get these dual lands <laughs> that everyone's talking about. And I looked it up and I was like, holy shit. But I also found, like, the alpha ones, so they were, like, $7,000. So I had, like, a minor heart attack, and then I just, like, I don't know why, but, like, there was a trending sound. I pulled my phone out, and I was like, oh, I want to make a joke about this dual land. I didn't even know there was, like, an MTG TikTok or anything (laughs) like that. So I posted it and just tagged, like, Magic the Gathering, and then, like, it didn't blow up, but it got, like, 30,000 views, which for me, I was, like, holy shit like that's, that's, pretty, that's I mean, a lot of plays for someone with like still, you know, like no followers that's still pretty big the 3,000 is if that's not blowing up and i don't want to <laughs> it's still pretty good <laughs> well compared 30, to like the big creators yeah, yeah so i was yeah. like holy shit this is wild and people started following me like oh like you know i was like oh this could be kind of fun like i can make some i love making people laugh i love joking around i love making freaking memes and stupid shit so i was <laughs> like oh i'll just keep doing this so i started just kind of like memeing my experiences with like buying cards getting into magic which was mostly like you don't know what you're getting yourself into money wise which was like the joke for a lot of it yeah Mm -hmm. um i think tiktok is great i think it's a great place to meet people in the community because that's where i met like two of my best friends um mtg girl and lewis stardust i met them through this and now we are all like three little peas in a pod yep so it's definitely great for meeting people and networking um i think it's fun i think it's a fun way to be creative and express yourself because there's really like so much you could do like i know people who do pack openings people who do um paintings on top of cards people who just make jokes or deck tech like there's just an array of ways to use your skills yeah um and it's also brought me a lot of success. Like I wound up getting some partners out of it and doing some advertisements. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, shown me also cool products. Like I'm an affiliate with Pinfinity and started doing TikToks for Pinfinity. And now like I love everybody that's involved with that company. All the affiliates are great. So it's just a great way to like really meet everybody. And I wouldn't be as successful as I am without it. That's definitely where I like got my my start that's great i mean so pin pinfinity is cool that's one of those things where i keep they make awesome pins and they do it's so i am like 
I'm a collector. Like I collect cards, mostly cards. But actually, when I was younger, my dad and I used to collect pins. Um, oh, we, that's awesome. We started with when the World Cup. I think it was the World Cup was in Los Angeles, and then there was like these Coke bottles that were uh, country themed, and they came with a little pin of um, I can't remember the dog's name. It was like the mascot. I don't know if he was just that year the World uh, the World Cup mascot, or if he was like, for a while. But it was like, basically him holding a flag of all the you know the countries in the World Cup. And uh, so we started collecting those, and there was like a thing, and we had it framed, and then we just started collecting World Cup pins, and then it just became pins. So like, I keep seeing those pop up, and people have them. I've seen you post them, and it's like I can feel it deep inside. Like it's like that meme from Community. It's like I hope this doesn't <laughs> awaken something inside of me, because I'm I know if I buy one, it's game over, because it's like pins and magic stuff. Like, that's oh yeah, you know, I just don't have <laughs> disposable income. It's just burning a hole in my pocket. I see those pins, so. Um, but yeah, it's I just, yeah, it's, it, c- it can be rough. So, um, well, that's cool. You know, TikTok. Yeah. I think it gets a, it gets a, I think a unfair rap a lot of times. Cause there's a lot of, you know, I think it's older people who maybe don't understand it. And like, it's just for the most part, I think it's just people having fun. Like, I think it's like a fun sort of app. Like you know, there's the sounds and you can, you can chase, I think you can kind of chase clout with it a lot of ways, which some people do, which may be kind of whatever, but you know, and generally speaking, like, like most things, like as long as you're enjoying what you're doing on it, I think that's that yeah. like I so I joke about how like I don't use it right. So I literally do all I do is haikus, right? I'll take a magic card and I'll write a haiku about it. That's it. I'll, and I'll pick a song, music that kind of maybe associates with it. Sometimes if there's like a trending sound, I'll try to like find a magic card that kind of fits with the trending sound and write it like that. But I don't, I don't do dances. I don't do, which you wouldn't want to see anyways. Or maybe <laughs> you I You should do the dances while you read the haikus. Maybe that I, that, that's probably what would really launch me into and, and <laughs> stardom is seeing this awkward, lanky guy. Like, it'd be bad. Um, but maybe good, bad? I don't know. Um, i that, Yeah. So, like, that's it. So, I just, I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to use this just for this purpose. And, like, that's, that's what I want to use it for. And you know what? It's been, it's been fun. Like, I enjoy it. I've made some cool people, met some cool people on it and i enjoy the creative i mean i don't think i'm like a great poet but i enjoy like the creative aspect of like i give myself when i pick a card i only give myself like 10 or 15 minutes to write a haiku about it because i don't want to like overthink them a lot of ways and i think that's part of the reason why um, i enjoy haikus i think there should be kind of like spur of the moment sort of things but mm-hmm. um i uh i think it's cool like i at first i was kind of whatever but it's like i get it now and there's you know there's still things like i you know i go through and I, if I'm scrolling through, I got to make sure, like, on the, the magic TikTok, sometimes my wife will be behind me, and all of a sudden it'd be like, oh, there's a bunch of random women, like, dancing in bathing suits. Like, we're just going to keep going. Like, that's, <laughs> that one. that's what I'll use this for, I swear. Um, but, uh, you know, I know, and again, I, I don't want to – I'm going to shout out again. I'm going to point to the Snapcast podcast because I know you kind of went over, like, stuff you found to be very useful for, like, kind of getting views and likes on TikTok, which um, – people should go listen to that episode because you're hilarious i mean you're all hilarious <laughs> on it but like specifically like i was i, I was saying I, I really enjoyed listening to all you guys talk about that so if people are interested in tori tori the vast guide to tiktok like go check out the sapcast episode too um but uh so you had kind of mentioned you you got to meet some some of your friends um so i was thinking when i when i was thinking about sitting down with you like there's like obvious questions sometimes when you have like a game like magic and like you have like a a woman come on and like well so tell me about your experience of being a woman and you know woman in gaming because there's like there could be a lot of gatekeeping or whatever which if you are interested in talking about that we can but like i don't really want to sure. talk about that but like what i'm interested in is what i see all the time is like i see you, know, you talked about lua and you talk about um, mtg girl and like i always see all of you advocating for each other and always like tweeting and always like such positive positive messages and for me i'm really like i i like community building i think like the magic community is great and i think it's it could be we can build a good community and we can continue to build good community and i think a lot of times especially like when it comes to content creators and content creation it can be viewed um i don't want to say cutthroat but a lot of people think it's like a zero-sum game and right i have a big background in photography and i did uh, wedding photography for a while and it was very similar where a lot of wedding photographers you know, if I when I was starting out, I would ask them questions, and they really were hesitant to tell me, like, oh, like, what do you think about this, or what do you think about this pricing? 
and you know the thought is like oh like do you think i'm going to steal your clients like do you think is that which I, I guess i could understand but there's you know there's there's so many people out there like there's there's so much like views i think to go around that it's really easy to like shield yourself off from everyone so i anytime i see like these groups of people kind of talking and hanging out and just spreading positivity like i'm like yeah, see this is like this is the stuff i don't think people really see about um especially like gaming culture um which is awesome so like so tell me I mean, you, so you met uh mtg girl and lua on like tech so how does that how did that evolve like how did you guys become friends like what what, what was that like like meeting someone on tiktok and becoming like you know becoming <laughs> friends with them and like you know it, what, from from what i would see as like an outsider like like good friends it seems like to me like the, you guys the way you talk like, I'm like oh yeah those are like those are like three really good friends and like that's really awesome to see yeah um i met mtg girl or beck as some people know her as well uh, I just started following her on TikTok actually after I started, um, you know, noticing what MTG TikTok was. Mm -hmm. um, and then I wound up making my um, Twitter and deciding to go on there to network a little bit more. And I just messaged her one day and was just like, oh, I really like your content. I think you're really funny. Uh, you know, and just how's your day? What do you do for a living? Like, where do you? I just, I'm a very friendly, outgoing person. So whenever I see somebody, I'm like, oh, our vibes totally like, you know, yeah. match. I want to get to know them. Um, yeah, and me and her became really good friends. I met Lua also through Magic online as well, and the three of us just kind of one day decided to talk about, you know, um, gaming in the community and, you know, like, uh, getting a pod together sometime, and we found out that we all have, like, so much in common, and now they're two of my, like, I'll say, like, best friends. Like, I talk to them every day. Um, and what's nice about what I've like everybody I've met through the community too, even outside of just Beck and Lua, everybody is just so supportive and kind. And what I really love about it is um, with the friendships I've made, nobody is in like, like kind of like how you mentioned with the photography, no one's in competition of each other. It's like, we want to see everyone succeed. Yes. So I've received like a ton of help from bigger creators on how to get your engagement up, uh, ways to market yourself that you might not think about. Uh, how to do better, like how to be a better streamer, mm -hmm. how to entertain better, and how to be more engaging with viewers on Twitch when I was very new to that. Um, and also learning more about different games, different communities. Uh, if you watch MTG Girl's content, you'll see she's really big in Digimon right now. So now I've been forced to start getting into <laughs> Digimon because I have to get into that also. Yeah, so it's, it looks, it's fun. It looks cool. <laughs> you know, she's been putting out her and Jake Boss have been putting out awesome. Uh, they're so good. Yeah, it's it's great uh, for sure I, it's like even so like me i'm like am i gonna have to buy it am i gonna, am I gonna make a digimon deck now is that absolutely you know? it's so fun yeah. but it, it's really great it's great to have a community and like you were saying earlier it's also just great to have you know women in the community as well because um you know their understanding of things that go on in your life and some of the insecurities you may have as a woman yeah. or you know some of the challenges that we do face so it's nice to have outlets to talk about that shared experience with. So it's yes. definitely important. Yeah, I think um, I think there's a very big importance in terms of uh, building strong community. I think you guys, for like for me, like I looked at it as like okay, there there are strong community out there. I think like you said, shared experiences make a big difference, especially with like women in gaming. Um, and I think a lot of times, like, you know, representation matters a lot of time in these games where they get, you know, people look at it like, oh, it's just a bunch of, you know, whatever, like, white nerdy dudes who just play magic. <laughs> and, like, they, they have a reputation, you know, there's, like, this gatekeeping stigma. But it's, like, you know, you can point to people like, no, there are a, a lot of people who are more than willing to reach out and play with you, interact. And, like, you can find people out there who, you know, are have the same sort of experiences as you and sort of, sort of interests as you and you can build these real, real relationships. And... Like to me, that's like what I find most interesting. And I've kind of focused in on magic specifically, um, but just in generally in, in my life in terms of like, I don't know, finding, I don't know, this is sound like wax philosophical, but finding meaning, but like that kind of stuff, like what makes people tick and like interactions and, you know, the kind of the point of the show is like, like building out, building out a better community and like meeting people and talking and like making friends with people and like, being making those network connections where like you build this kind of framework of like all these kind of like fun and interesting people to know. Yeah. So um, 
yeah, I just I think you you guys are all great. Like I I met Beck. Well, I, I met her. She was at Vegas, the um, Channel Fireball events, and I um, she signed a Glimmer Baron card for me in her That's costume. Awesome. So yeah, it was. Uh, I I don't she she must have been so hot that costume looked ridiculous. So I got I, I think I gave her I had a <laughs> I had an extra etched foil one I gave her just like as like oh well, I I thought you would think this was cool and then she signed one for me so I have that somewhere. Um, but she was super nice and like I always liked her. I mean, she was really funny. But I remember I f- she fo- I think I found her on Twitter and like she follows me back on Twitter like when she was relatively new and I was like oh cool like this this <laughs> cool person following me back like I feel so special. But she's always been like seems super cool. But um, and Lewis seems super cool. I've never had any action with her, but everything I've seen her on, everyone seems to just adore her and she seems really fun. And um, I just think like seeing those sort of things are are, are important. Um, for the community and just in general or any real any real kind of community at, you know at yeah. large but especially i think in a lot of gaming circles i think it makes a big impact on like kind of what people see you know who kind of represents the game because you know in a lot of ways there's a weird like uh dichotomy of uh, like the magic world i think there's a lot of like internet youtube reddit world and then there's like kitchen table magic and kitchen table magic might be in their own world like just don't know about anyone or anything but then there's like reddit youtube um magic world where like you know you know like people like the professor or like game nights but then like right. so and but as content creator you know, as people like you kind of like become representative of the game you know it's you kind of you know fortunately or unfortunately there's kind of like this i don't want to say burden but like you become a reflection of the game in a lot of ways and i think when people like you know like you um are reflective of the game like I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, if someone was like, oh, yeah, well, Tori, you know, Tori the Vassal, I know her. Like, she plays magic. Like, I know magic because of her. I'm like, okay, cool, cool. You probably have a great impression of magic because Tori is freaking awesome. And, like, that's the kind of stuff, (laughs) that's the kind of things that, like, I think are important and I think that magic needs more of. And that's, again, what I'm, I guess, trying to do with my little corner of the world. But, um, yeah, so I just, you know, I think that's always great to see. Um, I I like to see the enthusiasm. I like to see the support. and And I like to see, like, just people propping people up like i think that's great you know yeah and i'm also trying to be like very transparent as like a new person in this game too Mm -hmm. it's also like trying to um play i guess you could say competitively by going to these events and stuff like i straight up just go on twitter and i'm like yo i just bombed so bad but like it's fun and it's also fun to meet so many people too on that side of magic who have been like really helpful and supportive on like learning the game and learning the mechanics and you know willing to help um prepare you for events and stuff like it's been been really cool to see that side as well oh yeah there's definitely like um especially with social media it's easy to kind of get in a pattern of just you only show your victories you never show your failures and that kind of presents oh, yes. a, you know a false <coughs> excuse me a false image of like you know how you present your world and i think i think when you, you know and i I, like, I remember you posting about, I think, you bombing a, a modern term or whatever. Like, I think that's, that's <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's good. It's good to see that because it's like, oh, like, I, you know, have never won anything related to magic. Like, it's good to see I'm not just like, oh, everyone's always winning and doing all this cool stuff. But, like, again, it, it's a good, I think it's a g- good and healthy thing to do because, you know, we all, we all fail. Like, we're not, no one's perfect. So, like, you're going to have yeah. your ups and your downs. And there's nothing wrong with being like, oh, yeah, I went to, I was telling you earlier, I went to a Friday Night Magic event and just got my, ass handed to me by, by everybody and i was just like whatever this is cool like i got to play ravnica for the first time like whatever man like this is great yeah. so. there's there's you gotta just have a silver lining with it that's like i told my boyfriend i'm like every time we go to an event you can always count on me to probably be the one to drop early and get a starbucks <laughs> so see that's that's silver lining definitely a keeper right there if i was him <laughs> yeah, starbucks yeah, that's heck yes what's your starbucks drink what's your go-to um i usually get a oat milk latte with cinnamon powder okay so i have i have two drinks my my they both one sounds super pretentious and one of them's only slightly pretentious which is funny because like okay i normally get a grande iced blonde caramel macchiato upside down so it's the blonde espresso yeah it puts the caramel on the bottom instead of the top and uh i feel like it helps mix the flavor a little more 
because if it's on top, sometimes it's really thick and like you get it all and it's just like coffee, but it's on yeah, the bottom. Yeah, you don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna try that. And then one of my coworkers had me try this drink, which I hate ordering, and it's 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 one of those <laughs> drinks that politicians are like, well, these kids are they're buying Starbucks and they can't afford houses. And this is like one of those drinks because it's like seven dollars yeah. for a tall. It's like seven bucks. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's a iced chai tea latte with oat milk, a pump of brown sugar, and vanilla foam. And they told me about it, and I was like, "That sounds." That sounds so good. But it, it's it's so it's delicious. I I'm just I'm like get that tomorrow. yeah, it's so good. So it's like a it's got to be a special treat because it's so pricey. I mean. <laughs> Not that to say that my other drink isn't expensive, but like seven dollars for a drink is a little ridiculous. But sometimes you just gotta it is. You gotta treat yourself, you know. Today was free coffee day at Wawa, so Wawa. Gotta take advantage of that, yeah. I don't, you know, I'm in, I'm from California. I don't know Wawa. Oh right, right, right. I, it's, um, it's a convenience store. It's like gas a gas station. Like a Seven Eleven type, but not. It's like a it's like a little step up. I step up. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can respect. I actually think uh, we lack. I think because California is so big and spread out, we kind of lack a lot of those little things. I always joke, right. um, so like my family, or my dad's is from Scotland, so I've been to Scotland a few times, and like those sort of convenience stores, like that's kind of like where you'd go to like get your groceries and stuff. I like don't really have like big like traditional grocery stores, and I think especially like on the East Coast, you go and like you get through, you get like your snacks or your you know food or whatever. And out here, like we don't really have that. Like we have Seven Elevens and stuff, but yeah. like you're not going to you go to Seven Eleven because you're just like. I, I a, want a snack. Yeah, yeah. I, want a snack. I need a bag of Ruffles. Or I need a Monster. I need a, a ice, yeah. whatever, whatever. I stuff. don't want to feel good, so I'm going to go to 7-Eleven and get M&Ms and, like, a bang. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh <laughs> 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 I worked at a Best Buy for 10 years, and, like, bang was, like, their monster or their uh, energy drink of choice for, like, the majority of it. I'm like, what is this? Like, why? The, rain- the Rainbow Unicorn one is so good. Oh, I just... So good. Oh. Anyways, so... Uh, Starbucks aside, if you get that drink, let me know. Let me know what you think of it. You'll probably change yeah. your life and your bank account. <laughs> um, so I wanted to kind of move on and talk about uh, art because you are an artist. Uh, I am. I'm, you know, I, I joke as a photographer, I lack any real art skills. I just push a button. I, I capture images. But uh, I think you are. So what are like, what's your medium of choice? Like, how do you, what do you, how would you describe um, yourself? Well, I definitely do few different types of art um i love doing colored pencil artwork okay uh but the only problem is with colored pencils is uh it's very time consuming it starts to cramp your hand and i can't really do it for too too long because i just set everything up so i started using ipad um and using procreate i think it's amazing that's where i draw all of my stickers all of my proxies uh well excuse me alter artworks um all of my fan art and all of the art I also do. Um, I drew a lot of houses, buildings, and uh, eateries. eateries. So that's the other art that I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's really fun. My art has been like in my family for a long time. My grandfather was an artist. My sister is an artist. And she's also a tattoo artist over in New Jersey. Oh. Um, I'm definitely not nearly as good as her. But I really do love digital art. I think there's just so much potential with it especially Mm -hmm. with like apps like procreate there's just so much you could do um but yeah it's definitely one of my hobbies it's definitely not like my bread and butter for my career but i i just really enjoy like unwinding and making some fun stuff well it's cool like being creative you know for me is a big part of my life and it's 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 been one of those things where i i tried to be a strike it out as a professional photographer for a while and didn't kind of didn't really work out like as a full-time sort of thing so i do it on the side now and um you know i mentioned i did weddings for a while like wedding photography as you kind of get started it's really the only way like to make money in photography but Mm -hmm. weddings are super stressful and they're super time consuming and they're very boring after a while because it's kind of the same thing over and over so stepping back and kind of like now i just i call myself a portrait photographer like i just like taking portraits of people or you know or landscapes so that's kind of like my goal as a photographer is to like just take portraits of people because I find people interesting and that's kind of what I do and I guess this is a creative uh, output for me as well just talking to people absolutely Um, so but like I've always been a fan of like people who can you know who have 
drawing capabilities because I, you know, I'm a stick figure man, and that's kind of all I've been able to do. So there's there's that aspect of it, but um, that's cool that it kind of runs in your family. My mom was a photographer a little bit when she was younger, so I feel like that's where I kind of got my inspiration, which was pretty neat. But um, uh, you do so. You talk about your your uh, your fan art, your your um, altars. Right. Um, that's what I I think I first noticed you was some of your altars you had done that were, um, I think I saw you did a Damnation that was from Akira. Uh, I think it was Akira. Like, this is a while ago. It's a Armageddon Akira, yes. There we go. Um, and I was mm-hmm. like, that's that's freaking cool. So um, I'm just trying to think. There's so many things I want to ask you. I'm just thinking about okay, So what got you into doing, like, uh, card altars or alt- fan art uh, for, you know? Um. I think what got me into it was I drew my friends' commanders for them as, like, altars, because they were like, oh, like, um, they just wanted, like, random anime ones, and I was like, yeah, I could probably do that on my iPad. Okay, yeah. So I just took, like, photos of the card uh-huh. and just wound up drawing over it in Procreate and making the altar, uh, and then I just had so much fun doing it, and what I enjoyed about it was um, I'm a big anime fan. And I've, I've, I've kind of picked up on that from a few things. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, minus my candy. Uh, Important. But yeah, it was it was a way for me to kind of blend two things that I really enjoyed and also be creative with. Uh, so I started going through cards in my deck that I wanted to change. And I, I love Akira. It's one of my favorites. If you haven't noticed by the books in the motorcycle. <laughs> um, so I saw that Armageddon, which is one of my favorite cards. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sorry. I like my instruction. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it does. It is. I. That's the competitive side of me. I want to win. Um, so yeah, I decided to draw it as one of my favorite panels from the manga, and I posted it online. So I was like, "This is so fun," and people wound up really liking it. So I started just posting some more little drawings that I had, and yeah, it was great taking a lot of like requests from people as well to like draw some of their favorite characters on a card as whatever card it is that they like yeah. and how it like blended well. I did like a really cool Berserk altar, mm-hmm. um, some cute Studio Ghibli ones. It's just, it's just really awesome to like be creative and also like find things that I like want to draw too. Yes. I'm sure that makes a you huge know, difference. My other art side of it, of doing, like, homes and eateries and buildings, like, there's a lot of times where I'll do commissioned work for someone, and I love doing it, don't get me wrong, but I'm like, okay, I'm drawing this person's, you know, two-story home in Brielle, and it is beautiful, and the end. But it's different when someone's like, oh, can you draw me this forest as Princess Mononoke? Like, absolutely I can, because <laughs> it's, like, something I love, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. So it's definitely nice to do art. Ooh, shook my whole desk. It's definitely nice to do art that I like, am passionate about, and like stoked on doing. Yeah, when you can do art as like a as a passion, it, it's a different it's a different sort of experience that you don't really get from anywhere else. There's a fulfillment right. to it. Um, are you so? I, I keep wondering. I don't know if you're still taking requests, but like I've never. So I've actually, I've never had an. Uh, an altered art or anything but you know with neon dynasty there's like that toad rider card and i'm like i wonder if totally would do like a jiraiya for me on oh my god one of my friends just asked me to do that that's so funny yeah i was like dryer and there's naruto does it and like my so like i'm like i got this is gonna be like back in my day because i'm probably a little older than you but like for me anime was like i got dragon ball z at 6 a.m on saturday mornings like if you know i and i got um Ronin Warriors on, you know, Saturday, on Sundays or whatever, poorly dubbed. And, <laughs> like, you know, there's, when I, you know, Tsunami came around and it was like, oh, Sailor Moon, like, whatever, I'm going to watch Sailor Moon, I don't care. And, like, you got new Dragon Ball Z and I got, like, uh, introduced to Gundam Wing. And then I think yeah. I got into Naruto in college. So the, the anime boom, as it were, you know, if there was that stonks meme, like, it was a little, yes. a little before me, but, like, it's, it's cool seeing how it's, very mainstream and very like not there you know there there was obviously a little bit of a, i think a stigma back in the day for some people like with anime but there like, was it, i got like heinously bullied when i was like in middle school for liking anime and now i was like 
it's like very like good to like these things it's like widely accepted to like like anime and i'm just like oh my god i want to go back in time and like shake seventh grade me for like getting rid of my books because i was like oh i shouldn't have these anymore and now i'm just like you idiot yeah. you threw away like og manga yeah. yeah it's funny i was like i was really into star wars when i was younger and i was like that was i was known as like the star wars kid not like the star wars kid like well i guess i did have a lightsaber <laughs> and stuff but not but like if you you know if you were to ask someone who went to like high school or elementary with me like oh who was the star wars kid at your school like they would definitely oh drew that was that was my thing <laughs> now star wars is kind of like super mainstream you know um, yeah and i think that's very similar with stuff like like video games especially now are very mainstream and like anime yeah. as well which is good like people's interests you shouldn't be bullied for your interests like you can i think the only thing that really i ever was embarrassed that i liked was really into power rangers when i was little like that was like my big thing but like i didn't really care that people thought it was stupid i was like i don't freaking fighting putties and like giant robots like how can you not how can you not like this um, yeah, I, I hear you. I was a big Hamtaro fan to the point where, like, when I was a child, I, like, made my AIM screen name, like, Hamtaro fan, 92. Hamtaro and his ham hams, like, the little, they're pretty... Yes, I had cool. the house, I had all the figurines, I loved them. That's funny, yeah, it's, they're pretty cute, like, I can't, can't deny that the ham hams... They're amazing, and the video game for Game Boy Color is fantastic. Really? Not, it is. Not a game I would have <laughs> ever thought about playing but maybe if it ever comes across my my uh my, my travels as it were if um, i can find a way to emulate that i will stream it oh <laughs> what what uh what system is it on uh it was a game boy color game oh, okay i'm i'm sure there's a way i'm sure there's a way <laughs> there is a way <laughs> there's there a, is a will there's, so there is, yeah, a there is a way yeah so um but yeah, i'm totally serious about that toad rider altar if you know if jiraiya or whatever i absolutely uh, we'll have to, i'll have to get with you because um yeah the, the the altered art or you know the dreaded p word proxies it's always like one of those conversations i you know for a long time it never even really crossed my mind as like a thing but you know there's uh, card games should be affordable you know what i mean there mm -hmm. should uh, like dual lands are cool but like having to spend hundreds of dollars for a card and some instances people might deem necessary seems silly you know there's yeah i and i think like the idea of having to not be a, have access to these cards because you just can't afford them i, I think it kind of goes against the spirit of like a game in a lot of ways like just any any like any game in general like even you think about like you think about like basketball or football like there are bare well certain barriers because you need like padding and stuff but I'm sure you could you could get fully decked out in a lot of sports for less than like a competitive mod. You know what I mean? It's just weird. Like, th you know, there's there's so many cars that people really want to use, and the fact that you just can't the stigma of like, well, if I just make you know, have versions that I can use on my own, I don't know. I just I think the inaccessibility of these cards is is one of the biggest issues. Well, an issue that Magic does suffer from, especially with how competitive or how popular I should say formats like commander arc is like that's kind of whole point of commander is like it's one of the few formats where you can use these cards and i feel like that's totally okay like if you're gonna proxy cards for commander like go for it it's a casual game there's nothing you know um nothing holding you back from doing that unless you have people who tell you not to in which that case it's just kind of weird in general to yeah. play with people who are like don't proxy your commander deck that we're playing for fun yeah but I understand, like, there's two sides to the coin. Um, like, I totally am for proxies in Commander. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes it is silly to spend, you know, thousands of dollars on a deck that you're just playing with your friends in the kitchen, you know, yeah. or playing at a table with people just for fun, just to see how mechanics work or just to, you know, have a casual game. But um, I can understand, like why certain cards aren't reprinted from like a collector standpoint or like an art standpoint mm -hmm. or just as like a vintage collector piece yeah um so i can understand like where that market comes from um but i did see today somebody talking about in my discord um one of the local game stores by them decided to allow proxies i believe proxied lands 
in their legacy games because it was barring so many people from playing the format. Yeah. Because they can't afford the land base. So once they said, like, okay, you could proxy out your lands, or I've seen some stores will say you can proxy up to a price amount mm-hmm. of cards mm-hmm. to help you, uh, more people showed up because they were able to play, and once they, you know, do well and get store credit, they use it on the actual card. Yeah. So it's kind of like your skill in playing that card helps you get it. Uh, and it's also, I think, proxies are great for playtesting. Um, Definitely. Like, my modern deck, my friend proxied the whole thing for me and said, like, here, try it out, make sure you like it before you sink $600 into something if you don't even like it. Um, and once you buy these cards, you're not going to get back what you paid for them. You know? Yeah. Well, not most of the time. So I understand that it's kind of scary to be like, hey, shell out all of this money maybe you'll like it maybe you won't mm-hmm. so i totally understand uh, yeah and obviously for like tournaments or sanctioned wizard events like it makes sense that you would need the actual cards to use yeah but um you know i i'm hoping and i think who knows what's going to happen but like you know with neon dynasty they had the uh, was it neon ink Heartless, Hiddis—I don't know his name—but the, basically they had like the five versions, and like the red ink yes. was the super, super, super duper rare version. And you could see that even with the same card, with diff- varying levels of accessibility, that red one is still very expensive compared to the other some of the other versions. So right. you could, you know, I for me, my hope is that you can point to this like, well, you know what, if you kind of just I don't know if you did. If they got rid of the reserve list kind of thing, or some of these older cards, like these, you know, dual lands. If you reprinted dual lands like today, with new art, you know, whatever. Like, I don't think you're really going to lose a lot of value of like your alpha, beta, unlimited versions, just because those are still. I mean, there's always going to be a market for like the original version of a card, and there's still going to be a limited amount of those compared to a newer version. So like, I don't right. know. I just. It's really hard to, in my mind, to justify any card being worth more than twenty dollars. Like, in reality, like I know that's kind of a silly and really an arbitrary number, but you know, when you have, and you're you're gatekeeping a lot of formats just out of price points. You know, like Legacy and Vintage, yeah. just can't. You know, people might want to play those formats, but they can't because like, well, I'm not going to be able to afford the cards to play it. So, I don't know. I'm I'm hoping that this neon ink thing kind of says like, well, you can print cards in super super duper rare version and even look at like the like the masterpiece editions a lot of times some of those cards the masterpiece yeah. soul ring is like i think three hundred dollars but you can get you get a soul ring every commander starter deck so like yeah for two bucks yeah you know what i mean so what's the you know what's so clearly it doesn't really matter like if you really want it you can it's still going to be worth something and i also am like the kind of person where like i have uh two dual lands from um the revised edition and you know, if they like lost value by like a hundred bucks, it probably wouldn't really affect me because I don't intend on selling that deck. Yeah. So I'm just like, it'll suck. I'll be like, no, that sucks. I wish I saved money on it. But like, I don't buy the cards that I buy with the intent on selling them. Yeah. I intend on like using them, playing them and collecting them. Yeah. So this is again, why anyone who feels barred by a price point should play popper yeah see bring it back around to the popper the popper world tori you don't need dual ends and popper tori of the popper <laughs> tori popper popper of the vast tori pop i don't know there's a i'm sure you'll figure it out you're a lot more clever than i there's am. there's going to be plenty more popper content soon i'm excited to put out that's cool yeah i i look forward to seeing that because that sounds that sounds like a, a a fun and unexplored territory at least for me and probably a lot of people in the magic thematic space so that'll be that'll be pretty yeah. neat so um well so tori i don't want to take up too much more of your time um uh, thank you again so much for uh sitting down with me uh, of course uh so before we kind of wrap up you know i talk a lot about you may have noticed i say community a lot about building community <laughs> and whatever so uh, and my efforts oh <coughs> as i choke to death on live <laughs> on camera uh, when i talk about building community like i i try to like my money where my mouth is in a lot of ways so um what i'm what i do and what i'm going to do is uh i have a community board it's like a it's, it's actually a, it looks like a cork it's a very poorly drawn 8-bit cork board and i uh amazing i make people's logos into pins so i'm going to use the magic of 
uh, video editing. I'm going to pop it up right now and go boop, and there should be a noise in there. Um, and so what I'm going to what I'm going to do to kind of like again kind of build my community is um, I noticed you have an Etsy shop and you sell stickers, so I'm definitely going to buy. I do. I'm going to buy some stickers from you. I'm very excited about that. Probably not for a little bit because I guess there's like an Etsy. We're waiting. There is an Etsy strike, but so if you want, you could just message me your address. I'll I'll send you some stickers. Oh, that's, that's very, Don't even worry about it. That's very kind of you. So uh, we'll we'll sort that out for sure. Um, I'm going to make a donation to the uh, autism organization that you have in your LinkedIn profile. I know we've kind of talked Perfect. about it. It's in your link tree, so I know that's probably important to you. And then. Um, if you once you start definitely getting your stream going or whatever you know if you have you start streaming a little more or even just if you don't like it doesn't matter to me like i'm gonna definitely uh start uh, subbing to your stream so the show and tell show will definitely awesome. be a consistent stream uh subscriber of yours uh and yeah i just i feel like it's like literally the least i can do to kind of help you um you know work and promote your content and the the smallest way i can is just like a thank you and again just trying to like you know, lift up these voices in our community that I think are important too. So, um, honestly, it's like the the the, s the smallest thing I so I could do for you. So I just you know I look forward to. I appreciate it. I, I'm glad I look forward. I you know I, it makes me feel good to be able to kind of help you out as, as much as I can there. So, um, so again, I just want to you know, Tori, thank you again. This has been great. Uh, you've been of a course. wonder to talk to you, and I look forward to seeing all the great uh, popper content from you and yes. hearing about your next uh, modern top eight finish uh, or, <gasps> or however that, you know, that's going to come. I feel it whenever the next event is. I don't know. Is that, is that, I mean, it's funny because I always hear people get top eight finishes. I'm like, oh, they didn't top eight. But I guess that's that's hard to do. I mean, that's a really good thing. You know, top eight finishes. You are can always count on me to be at the bottom eight of SCG Con. I will be <laughs> at Pittsburgh. Oh, there you go. So. Awesome. I might be playing Popper there. We'll see. There you go. If you're going to be in Pittsburgh, and then, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm. I think the next there's an event in Dallas that I'm not yes. going. Are you going? Are you going to be in Dallas? Are you? You think you're going to come out to Dallas? Um, I'm probably not going to be at Dallas because I have my best friend's wedding, so I won't be able to make the uh, dream hack. But dream. I do anticipate on going to um, the other SCGs that are on the East Coast. I do travel a lot for work, so I'm trying to keep an eye out. Are you going to do uh, TwitchCon? Is that something that's on your radar at all? Is that? Um, I haven't really looked into it, but who knows? Who knows? Maybe I will. It's in my backyard. It's, it's an excuse to go go around. It's so a, yeah, it's in San Diego. I know that's kind of the next thing I'm I'm going to be on vacation when the Dallas thing happens. So who knows? I, hopefully, at some time, we'll I'll be able to meet you in person and uh, we'll get a game in. That's definitely. That's always, and there's always there's always spell table. There is. So. Uh, awesome. <laughs> so, uh, Tori, thank you very much again for coming on, and uh, I look forward to seeing what you have to, to put out in the world. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking. Awesome. Until next time. Definitely.